week six of the Going Deep Err podcast. Um, back at it. We're four games into the season. We've got special guest on today. We've uh, we're going to be talking about the first quarter or so of this season, which is in the books. And uh, yeah, uh, can't believe it's already four games in. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Time flies. Um, it we're is, having fun, right? Oh, it is exactly. Uh, John, has time been playing for you, sir? No, it's been crawling. Um, yeah, can I, can I just <laughs> say I'm uh, glad you recovered from your sudden bout of the melancholies this morning to well, uh, be here and podcast with us? Yeah, I mean, what can you say when you just are getting just beat up every week? It's um, honestly not your fault, John. <laughs> and there's nothing no. I can do. I haven't had... Nobody's coming up with like a 90 game against me or a 100 game. It's I'm always just getting worked over. But it's fine. Um, and we just got to keep playing. There's still 10 games left of the season. Still a lot of time left. Yeah, keep going deep. And, uh... Err. <laughs> deep err. That's right. Now, uh, in, in the studio today, we have Begoa. Begoa, uh, welcome back. It's been I a while. I am back. It's been a while since being here. I am glad to be back. My first appearance of the season, so, you know, thank you, for thank you, Doc. Thank you, boys, for having me. I'm excited always a to pleasure. be here. Yeah, always a pleasure. And, uh, your fantasy season has gone off to a pretty strong start. Yeah, pretty pretty good so far. I'm going to be 2-2. Two and two. Um, I thought I was going to get the win today. I was projected to get the win today, but uh, Tyreek Hill had other ideas. So, uh, Kamish, if you are listening, you can thank him for you know, helping demolish me. So Is is the matchup over? I thought there was maybe one player left to go or something. Doesn't he have... He has, he has Derek Carr to right. go. And it's like, unless Derek Carr puts up an absolute goose egg, I think this matchup is going to be over. So, um, for all things considered, I think I'm going to be 2-2 two two at the end of the week, which, considering how everything has gone so far, I'll, I'll take 2-2. Two two. I'm happy there. Fair enough. Shuttler, how's your uh, how's your first month in the, uh, the Ginger Bowl going? Good. Um, no outstanding weeks, but quite the opposite to John. I've had a couple of lucky results um, where I've kind of won with relatively low scores. So similar to Bigoa, I'll be 2-2 two and two after this, but with a pretty low points total. Well, I think there are going to be many people on 2-2, two and two, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be like six or seven managers will be in that, mm. so you'll, I guess you'll be towards the bottom end then yeah. Yeah. of that. But yeah, still playoff picture. Oh, of course. I mean, that's just a, Goes a, 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 a given every every season for the mm. Peeping Tomlinsons. Just like uh, the Doc getting uh, 120s, 170s. No, excuse me, 170s, 180s. Oof. That's right, that's right. Isn't that right, Begoa? Oh, incredible. <laughs> I know you'd love that. All right, let, 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 let's move on to the, uh, the the draft then from yourself, mm-hmm. sir. Can, uh, just in case you, you forgot, ladies and gentlemen, Begoa was picking from the fifth spot. Yes. This year. A bit of a tricky spot to pick because outside, I feel like, outside of those top, like, two or three picks, you know, you can take a bunch of different avenues. Yeah, let's just remind them. So it went McCaffrey, Mahomes, Allen, Cook. Yes. And then yourself, you, you, you went for uh, Calgary. I did. And, um, you know, I was thinking about going Derrick Henry. I had him in the uh, my first season in the Jinju Bowl. Did absolutely incredible. But I think... With uh, Kyler Murray and just how good the team is, um, I made a mistake trading him away last year. Yes. Um, you know, actually, for the first two picks, it works that way. I traded both Murray and Diggs away, mm-hmm. and you know, I thought they're both very electric players. Murray just scores points from everywhere. Rushing quarterback, he 
has a good offense around him, so he's fun to watch. Oh, incredible in- lightning lightning rod of a player. He's just uh, he's he's just small but so fast, oh. and uh, it's just great to watch him run around there. Every I can't help but like wince every time I see him slide or like run into contact because I just think, oh, please don't get hurt, please don't get hurt, please don't get hurt. Yeah. And he plays so recklessly, but hey, you know what? He hasn't gotten hurt yet. Knock on wood. But uh, yeah, I'm he's put up at least twenty. He's put up twenty in I think three out of the four games. The oh, other yeah. game was an 18, so all he things considered. He 30 in the other games. He did, yeah. yeah, some 30s. So, again, if I am going to make the playoffs or even win this year, I think it's going to be all dependent on Kyler Murray. Would you have taken Mahomes and Allen over him if they fell to you at five? Um, I, Mahomes, yes. Allen, no. Mm-hmm. Um, Any I, reason for that, sir? Um, I don't know. I think with the... Bills, like the Bills are a very good team, and just uh, you know what they got going on. I think with the Bills, they their offense is a, has a bit more variety to it. You know, they do run a lot as well. They have two very good running backs that could in, eat into uh, his point total. But I think with uh, Kyler Murray, because he does use his running backs as receivers, like James Conner gets a ton of catches as well. So I just think point total and just what he's able to put up, I would have taken Murray over Allen. And he's just fun to watch. Like oh, he's incredible to yeah. watch. It gives me an excuse to watch Cardinals games, which yeah. they're a very exciting team. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone that likes football is watching the Cardinals play this year. They are just great team to watch. Stefan Diggs, obviously a great player. I think he led mm-hmm. the league in receptions last year, right? So. Yeah, so catch machine, and he just, they have nine, eight, nine catches per game. I'll take that every time. And you, you weren't interested in, in doubling up with, with Hopkins? No, I was not. I Not a believer in the double up. No, and like Hopkins, because he did get hurt last year, and Hopkins, he doesn't get as many catches. Like, I think Hopkins is more of like a red zone guy, and those guys are usually boomer bust in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll put up, you know, 25 one week and then six the next, whereas Diggs, I can expect a bit more consistency out of there. Yeah, I think with the Cardinals of this year especially, it's been like they've been spreading it around a lot more mm-hmm. with AJ Green, Rondell mm-hmm. Moore, um, Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hopkins, when he was at the Texans, he was like the guy, and yeah. he was the only guy that was going to get ten targets plus every week. But um, with Murray just spreading the ball around, he's not as consistent. Yeah, and you know Murray likes to run and whatnot, so. I think as far as receivers in that neighborhood goes, um, you know, Adams was taken before. I would have taken Diggs over Adams anyways, but then... You did. I did. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. that was afterwards. I yeah, made a mistake the wrong way. <laughs> but yeah, I did take Diggs, and then everyone else afterwards, like, I picked him ahead of some very, very good receivers. Like, I think Jefferson and Metcalf could have been in that spot, and I would have gotten, you know, nobody would have thought I would have reached, but... Sure. I mean, yep. Diggs was the first receiver off the board, which was kind of crazy at that point in the draft. Mm-hmm. And then you came back in the third round, and you took uh, Swift. Yes. Detroit Lions. So, yeah, DeAndre Swift I took. and um, Took him over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery. Was that a clear pick for you, sir, at, at three? Uh, I think that was a bit of a... That was a bit of a risk. On my part, I think I came coming into the year. I did like Swift. I think he was 
due for a very big year. Like, he was one of my players that I thought, okay, this guy's going to take a leap. And, um, you know, coming into the draft, yeah, all of those um, running backs there. Um, Robinson has gotten his role back in Jacksonville. Carson's looked all right. But, you know, Swift, he's had some really good games this year. I think this week he didn't do that great. Um, but, yeah, Swift, so far so good. Don't mind I, that at all. I like Swift a lot. Yeah. The only thing that was a bit surprising was how much work... Jamal Williams has got like the first few weeks. Yeah. But I think that's it's gonna like slowly tip in Swift's balance. I think over so. The next few games. If you like looking at the box scores, like Swift is the one catching passes. Yeah. Which again, like that's gonna really help out like in the red zone and picking up extra yards. So all in all, even though they do have like a not really one A, one B system over in Detroit. Um, you know, he's still getting a lot of production there, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, and he started off the year a little banged up. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing, right? They were saying, is he even going to play week one and stuff like that? It turns out he seems okay, but um, it would be nice to see him get a little bit more of the work. Yeah, I think so. And I think just because Detroit is so bad right now, sitting at 0-4, they're kind of uh, trying a few different things out. But hopefully that offense uh, stabilizes and I can get more points out of him. I think, yeah, if they give Swift more of the ball, they might end up being a better offense, honestly. Exactly, I he, think so. He's the best player that they've got, mm-hmm. I would say, on offense. Um, all right, then the fourth round, coming back, you took up uh, Lawrence. Yes. Oof. We'll, talk about Lawrence. Him, we'll talk about him later. <laughs> uh, but why don't you talk about why you picked him in the fourth? Uh, well, I, I think in the fourth round, like after that pick, towards the tail end of the third round, there was a pretty hard run on QBs. Because, let's see, there was Brady, Tannehill, Hurts, and Stafford picked up uh, right around there. Yes. And looking at that next tier of quarterbacks, I think I would have had a big drop-off in production. Like, if I had gone with, say, like, Burrow or who was next? Like, Baker Mayfield is my QB, too. So I know Lawrence, I think that projection was a bit high, considering he's in Jacksonville and they're just a very bad football team. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, but like, I mean, obviously, I I took him, but I would have gone for Burrow over Lawrence because, mm-hmm. I mean, there were doubts about his knee, but everyone kind of knew he was going to be okay, and you've seen him play well in the NFL already. Yeah. Whereas like Lawrence, new head coach, Jacksonville, there's lots of like unknowns but, there. And not but to be fair, to the pick at the time. The top like rookie quarterbacks in the league over the past two or three years have performed well fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. This year's crop is not the same. Yeah, no. it's not that, like so after well. four weeks that we can just tell they're not the same players as the previous two or three mm-hmm. years. So you can't fault picking Lawrence there. I don't think because I mean you saw what Murray did. And you saw what Mahomes, Allen, Jackson did. Herbert last Herbert. year. Yeah. So, like, there was, like, recency bias yeah. about yes. rookie quarterbacks who, even if they lose, they were producing at a high level. But I just, yeah, like, so it was okay pick, I think. And he's one of the most successful, the like, high yeah. school, college yeah. Like QBs of all time. The most touted QB prospect since Andrew Luck. Yeah. I mean, looking back, you probably would obviously swap with Burrow or yeah. somebody else, but 
at the time, it probably was fine. I, I honestly like Pick Lawrence. There isn't the worst yeah. pick at the time. Yeah, at the time, I did have my doubts because again, like Andrew said, new head coach, and not just any coach. It's Urban Meyer, who's not a good coach. But we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll talk about. We'll him talk about second. him later. We got something for you, buddy. And I think Burrow kind of scared me because the Bengals, they have, I don't know how, like coming into the season, the Bengals had the worst offensive line in the yeah. entire league. They're terrible. And, you know, Burrow has the weapons there. I think he has more utilized than Lawrence does over in Jacksonville, but... You got to remember that Burrow was also coming off a surgery. Yes. Yeah, you know, let's not right. forget that. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Burrow fell into the fifth round, and I think that was... A big reason was the fact that he's got his knee reconstructed. Mm-hmm. It turns out all, all the Bengals players are fine. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah, why did Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd drop so far? And yeah. it was just people got to work out the kinks in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. All right. And then in the fifth round, you came back and took Hawkinson. Yes. Doubling up on those Detroit. Like, you just love Detroit, huh? Apparently, I do love Detroit. I think I thought, you know... Jared Goff needs his safety net. He needs that little thing to fall back on because, again, Jared Goff, not a great quarterback. Terrible. And not good quarterbacks like to throw to their tight ends. And, you know, Hawk being one of the more productive uh, tight ends in recent years when it comes to fantasy, I thought, hey, like, um, I can't, can't go wrong there. And considering the tight ends off the board at that time and considering who I could have picked after that, like, other than Andrews, it's, like, after Andrews, it's just, like, jumps off a cliff. Yeah. I think it's tight end quality. Surprising that Dale would go for Pitts over Hawkinson. Yeah. Who's, like, proved it for, like, two years. Hawkinson's well, that's tight end. That, that's a classic Dale pick, yeah. right? Yeah, of course, of course. Yes, the, the Dale pick. And I remember discussing with him at the house, and we were talking, and it's like, hey, you must have a lot of faith there in Pitts. And, uh, you know, they, Atlanta, they look like they don't know how to use them. Mm. Well, Atlanta just looked terrible. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling someone will talk about them later as well, though. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's bring that. But yeah, Hawkins has been good. He had a really good start to the season. Had a quiet week against the uh, the Ravens when they just took him out of the game. Yeah, double team the whole That's time. The big worry about him picking him early is that there will be weeks against better teams where he cannot do anything yeah. because they're just going to double team him and be like, okay. You can beat us with uh, Quentin Cephas yeah. <laughs> or whoever the other guys are. Sip Brown, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, that's the only worry about him. Against better teams or when they're not playing from really far behind. Yeah. yeah. It's going to, it could be trouble. Right, you've had some good garbage time with the Swift-Hawkinson combo. Oh, and absolutely. I, and I think it'll happen throughout the year, honestly. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah. Detroit, they're be. not a good, they're, good, they're a very good, like, Five and eleven team. I don't know if, uh, if that games. <laughs> I think it's maybe a I three, win three, three, three win team Oof. maybe. Three win. Five I, two win. would be two. To, I wonder what the odds are, but yeah, two to three wins. Oof. You could see them being in Chicago twice. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Very classic AFC. But they already AFC lost him once. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next picks. So you have Thielen, Galladay, Sutton. We'll go over the three wide receivers yes. in yeah, one you, bunch. So you went. You went back to back to back wide receivers. Yes. You held out. You forgot about your. Well, not, didn't forget, but you ignored your running back too for quite some time. I did. Tell us about that strategy first of all before you tell us about these players. So coming into this round, looking at 
um, the quality of running backs that were there. You know, we were already starting to see some, you know, backup running backs coming off the board. And, you know, peep guys like, who was there on that? Like Damian Harris, Mostert. I was really hoping that Harris would come back around. Sure. To me, in that seventh round, I would have taken him instead of Galladay. But, unfortunately, that was not the case. And after the draft, I immediately thought to myself, okay, I need to trade one of these guys. I cannot move forward with James Conner as my RB2, who is my ninth round pick. But, um, yeah, I immediately started talking to other GMs around then. And, uh, you know, Nico, we have to complete our annual trade, as we always do. So getting... I think getting Gaskin for Sutton will help me out in the long term. Yes. Well, Gaskin did not have a good day today. Oh, absolutely not. No. Um, if, oh, we, if we bring terrible. up what it was not a good day the for uh, Gaskin. Egg. It was not a good day for Mr. Gaskin. Uh, and you had a couple other options there that maybe would have helped you, right? And I think, yeah, I, I left a lot of points on the bench this week. Gaskin, 0.2 carries for three yards. What happened? I don't know. I didn't even watch that game. I was yeah. I woke up and I was disgusted at that score, but I think. So you had Michael Carter, yep. Zach Moss, and and James, then James Conner. Conner going for a big game, two touchdowns today. And I think James Conner, they're using him as their red zone uh, yes. running back, which I did not expect them to do over in Arizona. So. I mean, Edmonds is not a guy that you'd is not a three down back. No, yeah. absolutely not. For some not. reason, he was drafted as one, but he's not. He's like a third down back. He's a third down back, like a scat back. He, like, he's a guy who you play from the 20 to the 20. You know, mm-hmm. like, in the middle of the field, he's great. You can get him out in open space. You can run him. You can flip him a little screen. But he's not the guy you're going to be going to in the red zone. You know, absolutely. And I guess, yeah, that that team is such, that's such a good fit for James Conner to be over there. Just getting those little short yardage work. And at the time, I think I might have, like, Looking in that neighborhood, because who else was there? I was hoping Carter or Singletary would come down. Having Singletary last year and him not being great, but I think in the ninth round I would have taken him. But all things considered, James Conner has been a pleasant surprise. And I think, yeah, moving forward, I'm comfortable with him. You can expect him to get all of the... All or the majority of the goal line carries. Yes. When they run it like in within the five or ten, it's gonna be Connor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, looking at your draft and say maybe James Connor or or Adam Thielen is maybe your best value picks. Yes, I getting Thielen there in round six, I was shocked mm. because some some of the receivers that went before him, like uh, there's uh, Deontay Johnson and uh, T Higgins, are there. Yeah. And you know. Both. The ones that came after, I mean, Claypool in the seventh is great value for the commish, but... He's hurt it, now. He's hurt now, and I think Thielen is, what is he, wide receiver five? Oh, he's been playing really well. He's he just is, a red zone machine. Oh, he is incredible, and he's... Ah, there it is, yeah, rip. Yeah, wide receiver five. I'm very happy with that pick. I think him being my wide receiver two is great value. Yeah, great consistency until today. Yes. Um, Not a great day today, but, you know... Bad I, game over there. Yeah, that was a weird game today. Mm-hmm. And Galladay's coming around now. Yeah, it's yeah, going to take some time. It's gonna, like, it takes time for the players to get their routine, but Galladay is coming around the last two weeks, in my opinion. Yeah, I team. think... Yeah, double-teamed a lot, but... Yeah, with Galladay, 
You know, I had a lot of faith. I thought Daniel Jones was going to be a guy that stepped up this year. So and far, fantasy wise, he has. Yes, um, fantasy wise, he has. He's they they got they got a stew cooking over there in New York. Even, so. yeah, even I mean, his play has been better than it has in the past. Mm-hmm. So Galladay is pretty solid. I was actually hoping Galladay would fall to the end of the seventh round because people were really down on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sutton, you traded. Yeah, so, talked about Garoppolo today injured. <laughs> oh boy, I hope it's not serious. I hope it's not serious. Any news on the Garoppolo? Well, uh, they'll need him to play because Lance didn't look that great. No. Expected to miss a couple weeks. Okay, so Lance. Is okay. The guy. Lance is in there. Okay, so I gotta go. I gotta go waiver. I gotta go dumpster diving. Sell your Niners, know. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sell your Niners, all yeah, of them. If you, I mean, I don't see. I see there being no volume for any of the receiving players on the 49ers. No. So Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo. That was one broken play today. That was it. That's all they completed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was it. Ayuk has had no yeah, volume he, at all this well, whole season. He, last week he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one week, touch, yeah, touchdown. It's just, yeah, you, there will be, they're going to throw the ball 15 times next mm-hmm. week if Lance is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not good. The Niners, again, getting a pretty rough deal with injury bug once again this year. Yeah. Um, they always look so good and then they just. Like fall apart and I don't know. Sad because they like I while watching that game I don't know about you guys I was like oh Seattle's horrible, Seattle is horrible and mm-hmm. they were beating the shit out of them, and then looked later Seattle won. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Forty Nine ers came out really hot on defense and then they sacked them about five six times in the first half. Yeah, mm-hmm. eventually the uh, the Seahawks. Started to get together. Your last pick that we'll talk about, uh, Mike Kosicki, which is uh, tight end. Which is tight end uh, two. Tight end two, which I think great value. I did get a, end up getting great value, uh, eventually getting Michael Carter in a trade, one for one. So I think that helps uh, both mine and Andrew's team out a lot. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you basically picked, I know you shouldn't think like this, but you, you, you traded an 11th rounder for a 9th rounder. Exactly. And Carter had a good game today. What was it? Nine points. Nine points. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think he'll give me some, uh, you know, good running back stability, a flex option, which is uh, yeah, really nice. And then yeah, that's really everything else. The Bills defense coming to me. Yeah, uh, they're looking good, huh? They're incredible. They are absolutely incredible. They had thirty points. I think it was last week, and this week was thirteen. So. That is a defense I'm very happy to get my hands on. They ball. should play with a lead for most of the year, which obviously favors the defense. And they play in one of the worst divisions in They've football. They've had two so. shutouts this yeah. season already, yep. haven't they? Just yeah. playing with a lead means you can blitz. And it means that the DNs don't don't need to like think about anything except mm-hmm. get the quarterback. Yep. Let me ask you this to go uh, before we take a break. If, yep. there, if you could redo one pick in your draft if i could read ooh what would you uh what would you change sir i think if i could redo one pick i think it would be the uh the trevor lawrence yeah. and joe burrow swap i think you that's, know hindsight being 2020 that's i should have seen it coming but no it's, i think that's easy to say now e- very easy to say now but nobody thought that i didn't think that that was that bad at the time no at the time it wasn't but i but t- like it that was me, and I had a stud QB in Kyler Murray. Yeah, you I would have, I would have gone for like a, a running back there, and then waited a bit longer on QB. 
Mm, yeah, I guess like like a car a Carson, Carson or, or Robinson or maybe Miles a Henderson. Sa- Miles Sanders still yeah. there. Um, and Alphonse Sanders. And then because yeah. like yeah, Lawrence and Burrow, and then like to Cousins or. But to be honest, Lawrence, if Lawrence had Carr. performed as all of these other first round rookie quarterbacks have, yeah, yeah. then exactly. you yeah. have an unbeatable team. He took like the potential so, and took a I, I shot. Don't, I don't yeah. mind it. I don't, took I don't a bit of a gamble there. It hasn't paid off yet. It's but still my, you know, still it's early. My, still he early. looked a lot better this week yeah, against the uh, um, Bengals. Mm-hmm. But I don't like just watching the games because, like, this week kind of could watch the full game of him playing. It just doesn't seem as fluid or as as like natural as you would like. Yeah. Like when you watched Herbert, you could see okay, the arm's electric, the the footwork's good. He gets out of the pocket easily. When you watch Kyler Murray, you're like, okay, easily darts through and makes amazing throws. Yeah. Lawrence, it seems very, like he's struggling. Yeah. Like he's go- he's moving through like quicksand or something. Yeah, he's he's shown moments of brilliance, but he's shown a lot of just boneheaded plays. As well. He hasn't done anything that's like really jumped off the page and been no. like, that's a wow throw. That I mean, could be the offense as well, though. Yeah. But there's enough. Everything. There is enough playmakers to an there. Extent. There's enough playmakers there where like he could make a big throw with like that you'd say oh wow this is the guy yeah. and we haven't seen it we saw it today with Zach Wilson yeah he Zach had, Wilson he did had it. that crazy strike today that you'd say okay this guy might have a shot yeah we haven't really seen that yet with Trevor Lawrence and that's yeah. a little worrying but he sh- he could still come good yeah. yeah you gotta remember that I mean he started off with seven picks yeah. in mm. three games it's pretty bad but I believe it's the same as uh, Peyton right yeah. Didn't yeah. Peyton start with like seven picks in three games as well? Mm-hmm. So threw about thirty picks his first year. Yeah. And Troy Aitman. Troy Aitman had yeah. a nightmare uh, in his rookie season. So yeah. it, it does not mean that this 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 not prospect. long term. Still QB sixteen. So yeah. like, if he does even finish as QB fifteen, I'm happy. I'm as your second, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just like you just have to suck it up and go with it. You know exactly. Burrow like, will be a top ten quarterback. Oh my god! Look at that QB four. Like, if he plays the whole season, he'll be a top-ten quarterback no matter what. And that's with a nightmare game in Chicago where he threw three picks. Mm -hmm. And I think nobody expected the Bengals to be this good. Yeah, I think people expected them to be good or in contention, but not the defense. The defense is actually Mm -hmm. playing better than people thought. Yes. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll we'll have some more interesting topics of conversation that we will think of and prepare for you. Or not. sexually frustrated and oppressed man in today's society? Tired of living behind a shell of your Bible study groups and ideology? Well, we have a new place opening up down in Tallahassee. Urbane Myers Gentlemen's Club. Come get ground upon by a young coyote. Well, hello, Mr. Urbane. You can call me Trevor. We've got all sorts of men, women, and other things in between. Come on down and, uh, well, live the life you actually want to live. Mr. Urbane, you're a special guest, so you can release your sins all up in my face. (laughs) On Route 9 in Tallahassee. 
Wow. Uh, what was the address of that place again, John? Can you just say it one more time? I am not really sure. You, they, you haven't been yet? I've not been to this this in particular club. Um, I know that it's an anti-vax club, and I know that it's, you know, you have to be of a certain, uh, how can I say this? Persuasion? Persuade, mm. Like religious persuasion to jo to get into it. It's it's shaped like a church, oh. really. Okay. I, I, I've, I've driven past, but I don't know. All right, fair enough. Well, I'll check that out later. Now, for the second half of the pod, we have Begoa and the boys. We're going to talk about surprises and disappointments so far. Uh, disappointments, preferably from your own fantasy teams, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Begoa, why don't you hit us up first with what is a disappointment so far for you from your fantasy team? From my fantasy team, I think my biggest disappointment is, I would say, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Honestly, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, the 49ers, they draft a QB, and most people would think, hey, I got to step up or I'm going to lose my job. True. And there's like, there should be a sense of urgency, and but there's just been nothing very, very pedestrian quarterback. And I think just, you know, as a Patriots fan saying this, like when Jimmy was drafted, he was touted as the great Brady replacement. And, you know, while he was a backup for us, he he saw a few, some action here and there. He looked all right, what you would expect out of a rookie, out of a young quarterback. And I remember when we were shopping him around, we were saying, hey, we need a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo because this is the guy. And when they sent him to San Francisco, they thought, oh, look, our quarterback issues are all gone because we have him. He's our quarterback of the future. Yeah. And he hasn't done anything. So not only just in my fantasy team, but for a career in general, you'd think more of Jimmy G. But unfortunately, I think this is going to be his last year as a starter. Yeah. I mean, it, it just we've got his information on the screen right now, ladies and gentlemen. Age 29. He's older than I thought. Mm-hmm. Sat yeah. for a while in New England. He was, he was the backup for a while in New England. He yeah. struggled with injuries a lot yeah. in um, San Francisco. And he's missed seasons. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, a disappointing overall career and, and not being great for your fantasy team. But, I mean, you're in, like, the lucky position of he's your third QB. Yeah, so exactly. You, so you don't yeah. have to start He doesn't him. matter too yeah. much. So he doesn't matter. I really only had him to cover a bye week. But, you know, I think now that he's hurt, we'll see how Trey Lance does. Yeah. Nico will be very excited that Lance is going to get the start. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he has to replace Roethlisberger because, I mean, you want to talk about disappointments. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, He's point. a frequent guest at the Urbane Miles <laughs> General. Urbane. No doubt. No uh, doubt. I John, he's hiding under a cloth of Of his own sacrament. shame. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of his own shame. Those yellow towels they have in Pittsburgh yeah. he's hiding under. One of <laughs> well, they started off That's white. Yeah, they started off white. The big, <laughs> that's the big... Thing that happened. Alright, moving on. John, which part of your fantasy team are you disappointed in? Just life in general. <laughs> I didn't think life would be like this. <laughs> I mean, your draft is pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Honestly, my team, the, there's points of the starters, aside from the tight end, haven't been that bad. Yeah. Um, and I look at it and I just question why a lot. And uh, comes the realization that sometimes you just gotta Got to take your lumps and keep moving on. So any one particular player that you, you're taking your lumps with more than others? 
I guess Ronald Jones, but I mean, what was there wasn't any other option that would have made my team much better. Um, Maybe Trey Sermon. Yeah, but he's only played one game, so and he hasn't really even played that well, right? Mm-hmm. He did well today, did, but yeah, but mm-hmm. before that, yeah. he wasn't doing anything either. Not that Ronald Jones has done anything, but um, I guess Josh Jacobs because he's been injured a bit, but you can never obviously predict injuries. You've sure. also you've left like points on the bench a lot. Like yeah. Chase, you didn't start his first. Yeah, few weeks Chase, really I didn't well. start a lot. I didn't start Hollywood Brown at mm. all. I haven't played Hollywood Brown at all, and he's been lighting it up like almost every week besides mm. last week. Um, yeah, but that's about it. And you have you have Michael Thomas coming back next week, isn't he? He, he should be back week six or oh. seven to play. The bye is week six. So. Yeah, so mm. I think he's so back. After week, their bye so probably. he only misses five games actually instead of six. Which is kind of good because that means he doesn't have a bye coming up at all for the mm. rest of the fantasy season. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you just get unlucky. Yeah. No, it's very walk into some buzzsaws along the way. The season is not over for John Hart, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just tell you that right now. He's got a solid team. That lot's going to turn around. Mike go to Cabo. And uh, there might be a guest host for a couple weeks. Not sure who it is yet, though. I, I really hope not. Uh, Andrew Scheller, who's your, who's your disappointment? Yeah, I mean, it's clearly got to be Brandon Ayuk. Um, yes. I, I did want T. Higgins, um, but yeah, Ayuk, it, the first game was a healthy scratch, um, didn't even play. It came down to Shanahan saying, oh, it's just he's not like up to speed with the playbook and his hamstring's still a little bit of an issue. But the last two games, he's played like 90% of the snaps. Last game, he had, I think, six targets, and he caught a touchdown pass, but he also dropped two red zone targets. Yeah. Um, today, one target, five yards or something like that. I do think in the long run, he's going to be the guy, but at, uh, the, moment, at, at the moment, yeah. everything is pointing the opposite direction. Not this year. Towards Debo Samuel. Yeah. Well, yeah. and just towards not even throwing. Uh, like... If Lance is the quarterback, how many attempts are they going to do per game? It's going to be a run first team, right? Yeah, I would be surprised if they did more than 20 passing attempts, like, consistently. Yeah, but, I mean, their their defense has looked more porous than I would have thought coming into the yeah. season. So they're going to have to start throwing it at some point if they're going to be behind in lots of games. Mm-hmm. And also, the way that they use their, their wide receivers, it's almost like an extension of the run game. Right. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of those short passes, and it's basically like a run. Ayuk will get some rushing opportunities. but mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, my disappointments, I'm actually going to roll two players into one. I'm going to do my eighth and ninth pick combined. It's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jared Goff. <sighs> two just terrible picks. Uh, Fitzpatrick obviously injured week one. I did manage to pick up Heineke after on, on the waiver wire. And then Jared Goff, I mean... He's great for entertainment value. Mm. Like, he is like a clown out there sometimes. Uh, he just looks terrible, clueless at times. Um, and it's funny watching him, but that's about it. And uh, he's but, actually been okay numbers-wise. Yeah, he's put up all right fantasy points. But I still, I, I, I'm just ashamed to have him on my team. I mean, 30 points week one. That's, that's, that, and that's it. He's never going to get that again yeah. this season. That is literally uh, downhill from there. He's going to be a solid 12 to 15 points a game kind of guy. 
And he doesn't even, uh, he shares the same bye week as my other two quarterbacks. That's the, uh, the creme de la creme of that Oof. pick right there. Yeah, I can't even use him as a, as a bye breaker. But he has a hot wife. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes it okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's living the good life. Yeah. He is. You I as mean, a he's... fancy owner of him, maybe not so much. But Well, I mean, I'm fine. still, I mean, you know what I'm going to say. So, uh, but go up. Yes. You're, what about your surprise, or like a good surprise? Uh, uh, and it doesn't have to be from your team. It can be across the NFL. Across the NFL, my surprise, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. I think they've been a very entertaining team to watch. I think they figured it out very quickly. Uh, seeing Sam Darnold succeed after being freed from the shackles that are the New York Jets has been a very good story so far. Yes. And, uh, you know, they did lose to the Cowboys this week, but, you know, 3-1 and one so far. They look like a very solid, very competent football team. So, uh, shout-out to Sam Darnold especially, but shout-out to the uh, Panthers as a whole. Yeah, and that's without CMC. Exactly. You know, CMC, he goes down. But they, they look good even without him, I think, against the Cowboys. They were behind in that game, but they fought back. You know, lots of fight. They have a good locker room called Yeah, they look hungry. They do look hungry. And I think, yeah, all things. Like, the NFC is very, very difficult this year, but. What do you think about the uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson wide receiver battle going Mm. on there? Uh, It's clearly been DJ Moore all the way so far. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that? Well, I just think, you know, healthy competition. You know, they're two very uh, talented receivers, very hungry receivers. Robbie is a fantastic yards-after-catch guy. Uh, DJ Moore, great in the red zone, good deep threat. And, you know, Darnold is a good enough quarterback to, you know, give them the ball enough times. And but So far, he's been feeding it to DJ. Oh, yeah, he has been. And I think Moore will, or, yeah, not Moore, sorry. Um, Robbie Anderson will get his eventually. But Moore, incredible receiver. He's looked really good. Absolutely incredible. So, shout-out to them. Carolina, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, fair enough. Good, good pick there, Carolina. Off to a good start. John, who do you like? Uh, the surprise, or who do you not like? And it could be a bad surprise, too, if you want. Surprise of the season so far. Um, this is... I think this NFL season has not been so full of surprises yet mm. as we would have thought because it's it just feels like the season's longer with one game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does feel still early. But I guess the big surprise, I would say, I mean, the Panthers is the big one. The second one will be the Raiders. Mm. Really like the Raiders playing pretty well, uh, being 3-0. and but um, Potentially 4-0 tomorrow. Yeah, potentially 4-0 tomorrow. Um, so I guess I'd go with them. But in a more kind of downer note, just how bad Ben Roethlisberger is is a surprise, actually. Yeah. It's kind of a shock because, like, he's not very good. His arm is gone. The team is bad. And he's just, not, like, falling over. Yeah, you're just yeah. not used to, like, the Steelers being a really bad team. And that's more shocking to me than the Raiders winning three games. Yeah. Because um, the Raiders can win three games. They're not a bad team. They did last year, right? The they got off the hot side. Yeah, and the Steelers just, like, with Big Ben, they just look. Like, bad. The whole oh, yeah. story in the offseason was that Ben Roethlisberger was in the best shape of his 
like life. I swear, and, like everything the... was like he lost weight. He was fit. His elbow was perfect. But just because you stop jerking off doesn't mean you're in the best <laughs> shape of your life, you know. Well, <laughs> been spending so much time at that gentleman's yeah. club. Urban exactly. gentleman's club is screwing with his mind. Yeah, I don't think he partakes. I think he just watches. Lost uh, his from career. Like the, yeah, the the box office view. He just watches the things that go on. Maybe he's got to get in there. But I think he. Honestly, when Big Ben had some dirt under his fingernails, and that sounds pretty crude, but um, he really was like, when he was like seen as like an alcoholic creep, he was a better football player. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was being himself. Right? Now, yeah, now it seems like he's just like, oh, it's okay to lose and be a fucking... Jesus know, God, God isn't helping him yeah, on the God, no, not, God is not helping him on this <laughs> That's more surprising. Seeing a bad Steelers team is surprising. Yeah. Fair enough. Because they went 11-0 last, last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think he should just leave the God stuff to Zach Wilson. The Mormon missile looks good over in New York. Yep. You know, I think Big Ben just needs to embrace the devil. Go to Urbane's Gentleman Club. Man. That's your natural <laughs> habitat right there. It is. It is. Andrew, what's your surprise? It can be positive or negative. Um, I'm going to go with something like more specific to fantasy. Sure. Mm. And it's to do with my team, the Chargers, and it's Mike Williams. Of course. And how mm. much the Chargers are using Mike Williams as opposed to Keenan Allen. And we all know like Keenan Allen is top five, possibly, receiver. Uh, he's up there with the best of them. Yeah. Mm. And I think Williams got taken in the draft like eighth overall when he got drafted. Um... And for the past few years, he's always been kind of just like a bit of a deep threat, not really utilized that much. Um, and now under Brandon Staley and, well, Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, they're using him all across the uh, offensive uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. And it's paying dividends because he's just killing it. Yeah, I think I said to you earlier, it seems like Mike Williams needs a little bit more of a rhythm and needs to get going. And if you just throw him... Three passes a game, deep shots, you know, very low chance of completion. He doesn't get into that rhythm, yeah, right? Yeah. But now that they're actually giving him a lot more passes, he, he sort of settles into the game, and he's been so much more yeah. Also, it is his contract year. Oh, and he's been yeah. a bit of a sick note his whole career. Mm. And now... Yeah, wasn't he, he like a top five pick yeah, or something? Yeah, so he realizes that, oh shit, if I don't perform this year, I'm not going to make any money. And uh, I was watching an interview with Staley... And it was in the preseason, and he just said how like the modern NFL is just a pass-first yeah. NFL. Yeah. And with a quarterback like Herbert, and with weapons like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams now, even Eckler, who's known as a very good pass-catching back, mm-hmm. um, that Chargers offense just looks like on fire at the moment. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. And their defense is better than the Chiefs, so yeah. that's all you yeah. have to be. Is yeah, with Doe and James back yeah. and healthy, it's looking great. And can, Asante Samuel has been brilliant. Knock on wood. Yeah. There you go, because that team has had some injury problems in the past. Mm, yes. Um, all right, my, my, my uh, disappointments, I'm going to go for two defenses here. Ooh. First one is, is, is Miami. Uh, I thought Miami could have had a, a great team this year. Obviously, Tua went down. Offense has been terrible, but you can expect that if, you're, if your starter goes out at the quarterback position, but the, but the Miami defense has just been getting ran upon. Real nasty. They got shut out by uh, the Bills, I think, last week. And then uh, they got beat by the Colts, which is not exactly a great team. Yeah, they're uh, just... I mean, Miami's just... Great quarterback. Yeah. 
But I think just Miami in general has been a bit of a disappointment because a lot of people are saying they might contest for that division there in the mm-hmm. uh, one side, the AFC East. Yeah. Um, so they've they're been a big, big disappointment. For the me. Ken coach wanted to pick Herbert, apparently. Mm. And that's coming out now. And yeah, he probably should have picked Herbert over Yeah, no shit. Tua's <laughs> arm is, was bad at a college and it's bad now. He doesn't have a good arm. Like, it's, it's not an NFL elite arm. Yeah, he certainly struggles. For a top ten pick, if you can't like really fit it into those windows, if you're really like lollipopping it, you you can only go so far. Yeah, it really limits your your ability in terms of playbook. And this might just yeah. be my own thing, but like yeah, like lefties always seem to have weaker arms. Hmm. I don't know if that's physically or biologically true, but all the lefty quarterbacks have been like soft tosser lefties. Yeah, like Matt. Li- well, there's not that many anymore for yeah, a reason. Right. But Matt Liner, Steve Young, Steve Young. <laughs> he didn't have it exactly. Steve no. Young didn't have exactly a gun. Uh, Mark Brunel comes to mind. His arm was pretty good, but it, it never seems like they they can throw it as well. Also, I think like Tua. Obviously, he had like that great. He came into the the national championship when Hertz got benched, won Alabama the championship, then like played a great season. Then had like that horrible injury, hip injury, 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 and like since then, like expecting someone like a mobile quarterback yeah. to be yeah. the same after like a horrific yeah. hip injury. I mean, he's just injury prone in general. Yeah. I mean, exactly, like, and now he's got busted ribs. And I mean, ribs? but if you look yeah. at Hurts, Hurts has at least an arm. Like yeah. he can throw the football. When I watch to a play, I'm like, his arm is just. It's weak. You're not going to win. You're not going to go to New England or New York or Buffalo and win a game with that arm. Yeah. Uh, my, my other defense that I just wanted to uh, to rain down upon was uh, the Washington football team. Ooh. Oh, man, have they disappointed this year. Overhyped. I mean, overhyped. even the front Way has struggled. Over. The whole team in general was overhyped. Yes. Like, people were saying that they're going to, you know, somehow get to the Super Bowl Insane. With, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, come on. Was, yeah, they, come on, let's be just, Yeah, just to go back to that defense, obviously the front, you know, a lot of famous players there, led by Chase Young, but the play on the back end in that secondary has been honestly embarrassing. Oh, the air show. To, today against the uh, the Falcons, it, there were just some pass interference calls. It, it looked like amateur hour. Um, the, 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 the poor backs did not have a clue what they were doing, and... And they're not being helped out by getting good pressure from, from Chase and, and the other boys up front. So they've been really disappointing uh, for me. You, yeah, like, if, I mean, like, I guess the, the DBs and the, and the rush are connected in a way. But, yeah, the rush just doesn't look good. No. The, it looks like they, they've been found out. They don't even have one shutdown corner, which is what you usually need for, like, a good defense. You need one guy that's you could put on people. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't have that there. Absolutely not. All right, fair enough. Uh, but go before you go. Why don't we just talk about your Patriots real quick? Okay, let's talk that, about the. Patriots. It was a pretty interesting game today. We, we watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get a narrow win mm-hmm. at Foxborough. What, what 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 positives did you take away from that? What lessons did you learn from the from that game today? Well, I think um, coming into the game, you know, we haven't looked that good all year. Um, but this game, I think, even though we lost, this is a very good step forward. Mac looked. Very nice. I think Mac Jones made the right decisions. He made the right adjustments. He was uh, changing plays at the line of scrimmage and doing everything you really want out of a quarterback. I think and and more. Know, I would say 
That, mm-hmm. From what you just said there, that sounds like more than what you want an average rookie quarterback to be able to do. Oh, yeah. And I think the freedom that he's been given so far has been, uh, you know, nice. I think he has the trust of the team around him. You know, they've bought into, they've all bought into the system. So that's the good part of the Patriots. But I think the bad is that people have figured out Josh McDaniels. Mm. I think Josh Mc, like looking at the offense over these first four games, we have, I think coming into the, the day, we had the worst red zone efficiency in the entire league. Very, very bad um, uh, red zone. We're not using our offensive weapons properly. Two above average, dare I say, very good tight ends. We can't really figure out how to use Jonu Smith that well. And it's like, if you look at the Patriots' offenses, we've always been good with two tight end sets. That's been our bread and butter, the two tight ends. And now we have two tight ends that we can use, and we're not. But the fact is that you only are successful with two tight end sets when one of them is a convicted murderer. Exactly, yes, exactly. And, so, like, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry are just nice people. Yeah, they're very know. great Hunter people. Hunter Henry freaks me out. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He has very big American psycho energy. Have I you, like. you know, he's, some would say he's, he's double H, they call him Triple H's son. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I, I, Hunter Henry freaks me out. Yeah, he's been injured a lot, and he's still, mm-hmm. he's still going. So that's kind of Terminator-like yeah. energy right there. But I think that, yeah, the offense of the Patriots is boring. It's, it's boring offense. In today's NFL, it won't work. No. And they had a couple of trick plays today. They did. They did. They had, um, who They'll was it that threw that one pass back? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Myers. That, that was a nice They'll play. They'll always have good. some plays, but it's just, it's not going to work and in the NFL. We, they love to play inside that 10 yards. They never like to go beyond it. Like, I think Mac Jones, he has very high efficiency, like, on short passes. But medium and long, we don't have a very good, like, vertical game. Mm-hmm. And just because the, the plays aren't very creative. And I've seen, the four weeks, I've seen enough wide receiver screens and enough halfback pitches for my entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if McDaniels is scared or if he doesn't really trust you know, Mac Jones's arm yet, but no, no, no. I think the play creativity, especially in the red zone, has been the worst part of the season. Even with Brady, they were never, they, were, they had a couple of seasons where they were really yeah, like downfield passing with Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. It just feels like this offense that they're trying to run is very basic. Yeah. Like, but like too basic. They're trying to run the ball and like do screens, and that's it. But also since like Edelman left, they haven't had a player that like they can count on yeah. in like high pressure situations. A decent yeah. wide receiver. Like every yeah. third down, like Nikhil Harry, who is that? Jacoby Myers can make a play every now and then, but like Brady oh. always had players that he yeah. could count on when it really needed to like make a few yards. When Moss was gone, it was Welker, and yeah. then when Welker was gone, we went on to Edelman, yeah. and we always had yeah, we always had the sure-handed receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think the guys that they brought in now, they're okay. They spent a lot um, of money. They did. For those guys, it's, it was too much money. I Kendrick, yeah. Al- Al- like Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Aguilar. Al- 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 I mean, he's like known for drops. Yes. Yeah. That's his like, that was, MO. 
Like, you ask any Eagles fan what they think of Nelson Aguilar and his, yeah, yeah, the soft hands. Well, he had the one good season for the Raiders last year, it. and then he just mm-hmm. co- kept he got cashed paid. in. Yeah. But hey, like, you know, wide receivers playing in a contract year, they, they cash in, and then. Yeah. I think you know, James like, White will be a big miss wow. as well, oh, because yeah. um, he, if there was one guy that you could count on, he was that, like, veteran presence that would mm-hmm. kind of get Safety them. Safety valve. Yeah, yeah. I think. A lot of it, like with the Patriots offense, we're trying to fit square pegs into round holes because, again, wide receiver screens. Do we have a wide receiver that's, you know, good at screen? Like, not really. Yeah. No. Like, no good, like, yards after the catch guys. It kind of killed you today, actually. It you did. Had, uh, there was a turnover, I think, and um, they threw a swing to J.J. Taylor, mm-hmm. fumbled the ball. Yeah. Right. That's James White's job. That's a James so. White play. And they use the way they use uh, Brandon Bolden. They just they just put him in mm. and say, "Hey, we're gonna run the exact same plays, but instead of White, it's you." Yeah. And it's not working. Yeah, Brandon Bolden's not. No, he he doesn't have <laughs> the acceleration to, yeah, who, to do who's that. Who's the special teams guy? Gunner, someone Gunnarsson or mm. what's his name? I can't. Remember. He's got a really cool name. But he looks electric. But they don't. They never really play him on offense. He's only special. Teams. No, he's just a punt returner. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, at this point, you got to give the dude a shot. Yeah. Because, again, it's it's not working. Mm-hmm. And I know our division isn't... Outside of Buffalo, it's not a very strong division. Um, and, you know, I think no one's really expecting much out of the team this year. Yeah. Like, we're not a playoff team. If the Patriots have a... Like, maybe this year they don't make the playoffs, and next year they don't make the playoffs, do you see Belichick sticking around for much longer? Ooh, that's There's a nowhere good else for him to go at this time. I know, but but why he's not just go, he's he's But why not just retire? So actually, no, that's not true. He tried to trade himself to the Giants. Wow. Um, a couple of years ago, he tried bef- mm-hmm. like when he tried to trade himself because he's the GM to the Giants. The Giants said no, because yeah. he's from the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Right? So he started. Yeah, yeah, he started there. And he was at the Browns as well, wasn't he? He went Giants, yeah. Browns, maybe Patriots, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, he tried to trade. There is a report he tried to trade himself to the Giants. I just don't see him like sticking around if he's gonna have like losing seasons or non playoff yeah. seasons. Yeah, because I mean, people are gonna start talking about him, and well, his record uh, without Brady is shit. Yes. Yeah. It's sixty one and seventy five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sub five hundred. It, it was really Brady who kept that going for the longest time. Yeah. And, and it shows mostly, what mostly. Brady's done in Tampa. Not Tampere early in the, begi- in the beginning of the dynasty, it was more Belichick because they didn't ask Brady to do that much. But eventually, those wins were Brady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, later on. And I think it's just, yeah, him being the GM, knowing which talents to find. And I feel like these past few years, it's like, well, who's available? Yeah, he's, he's missing. Kind of thing. And the amount of draft picks we've had come and go over the past five or so years, like Nikhil Harry yeah, kind of played Sony out. Michelle. Yeah. Sony, Sony Michelle fanned out. You guys have not drafted well. No. Yeah. Terribly. We Our first-round picks have been terrible. And like you were saying about the offense not being... I mean, obviously, Josh McDaniels is the play caller, but Belichick has an influence in that, of yeah. course. And you look at like the, the younger generation of coaches coming through, the Lafleurs, the... Kingsbury's, McVeigh's, mm-hmm. like it's kind of seems like Belichick's kind of 
just being left. Yeah, he, his style is getting phased out. Yeah, yeah no, I can definitely see that. Preparation is there, though. The team's always prepared. Yeah, they're never going to be not, a bad team. They're but, not, uh, without Brady, it's just like, yeah, Brady was the team. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of just, like, at, at a certain point after about year four or five, Brady became the team. Yeah. Because um, the Patriots game has always been like, hey, short, quick plays, yeah. whittle defenses down. That'll open things up. Yep. But I think the talent that has come in over the past few years, we just can't do that. Bad drafts. Bad drafts. Bad drafts. And we're signing subpar free agents. Yeah, that's been the problem this year. I think, but I think your first round pick this year is looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. I would say. The young kid he is looks looking, okay. He's looking smart. And the offensive line is always good, yeah. well coached. And um, yeah, like the, the defense is good. Like yes. the Patriots defense, like Judon was a great signing. Judon is a monster. Yeah. Judon has been great. And, so you know, we're getting what we expect out of the defense. You know, Gilmore's been fantastic and Hightower coming back is great, but I think just the offense is the biggest problem. Fair enough. All right, let, let's end this one. Begola, thank you so much for, for for coming back on, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm. It was a blast as always. I'm looking forward to when I can come back again. Always a pleasure, sir. Andrew, thank you for coming. Pleasure. And that's going to wrap this one up. Um, don't forget to uh, tip your servers, tip your hostesses or hosts at Urbane Myers Gentlemen's Club. I know people are going to be running out to hit that spot up. I know I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh... Well, Give me that address for research purposes. Route 9, Tallahassee. It can wipe away even an 0-4 start. <laughs> Keep on going deeper.